KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The main thing about Cedar Rapids is that it makes you laugh, often and out loud. At the same time, this tale of a dweeb's belated entry into the real world can make you uneasy because it keeps going from gleeful comedy to glib condescension and then back again. The movie stars Ed Helms, who was the worrywart dentist in The Hangover. In this one, he plays Tim Lippy, an insurance agent in small-town Wisconsin. His town is so small that he's on a first-name basis with the TSA guy at the local airstrip. His life is so narrow that he's dazzled by the sophistication of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, when he flies there for an insurance convention. He's even thrilled with a junior suite in a bland hotel. That part reminded me of Borat's delight with a hotel elevator that he mistook for a room. Tim is clueless when it comes to the ways of conventioneers, so he's swept off his feet by a sexy insurance agent from Nebraska. She's played very nicely by Anne Hesch and knocked for interlocking loops by his roommates, the gloriously crazy Dean, that's John C. Riley in full bray, and the tough-minded Ronald, who's played by Isaiah Whitlock, Jr. He was the terrifyingly corrupt state senator in The Wire. Cedar Rapids was directed by Miguel Arteta from a debut screenplay by Phil Johnston, and its hilarity is matched by its ambition. The self-declared Christian insurance convention is meant as a microcosm of religious and political hypocrisy. Tim's climactic speech suggests Mr. Smith goes to Iowa. The movie gets slightly smarmy when it portrays the conventioneers as hapless babbits, and it overdoes Tim's status as a hick, or worse still, a priss. It's awfully funny, though, and touching, too. Just when Tim thinks he's sold his soul, he finds that he has one, and a spine to go with it. Garden gnomes may not bring Graham Greene instantly to mind, but... Green's distinction between his more serious works and the ones he called entertainments may be useful all the same. Nomeo and Juliet doesn't pretend to any kind of seriousness, let alone to the seriously stellar level of Toy Story. Even though it borrows the Pixar convention of inanimate doodads that come to life when humans aren't looking, this new little animated feature from Disney is just an entertainment— an animated doodad in the grand scheme of things. That's not a bad thing, though, because the movie's comic take on Shakespeare's tragedy is really entertaining. Still, there's the all-too-familiar problem of add-on pseudo-3D. If you're going to see the thing at all, see it in 2D if you can. The more expensive alternative isn't worth it. Too little enhancement of the images, too much light lost to the glasses you have to wear, especially since many of the early sequences take place at night. The deepest impression this 3D makes is on the bridge of your nose. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.